RWJ Barnabas Health Telemed offers you two convenient ways to see a doctor anytime, anywhere, without having to come in for an appointment. If you're in need of urgent care, you can use our app to connect with a provider 24-7, right on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. Or you can use our website to schedule a virtual visit with an RWJ Barnabas Health Medical Group provider or specialist. And you can even register as a new patient. Book an appointment online at rwjbh.org slash telemed. Your safety has always been our top priority, and we've taken every precaution. So don't delay your care any longer. Get started today at rwjbh.org slash telemed. RWJ Barnabas Health. Let's be healthy together. Hello again, everyone. I'm Matt Lachlan. Welcome to Speak of the Devils, presented by RWJ Barnabas Health, the official health care provider of the New Jersey Devils. Joined once again by my colleague, Sam Kassan, as we get to know a Devils prospect a little bit better. I'm looking forward to this conversation with Alexander Holtz, as all eyes are on this young man. Boy, a lot of pressure, but a little bit we've gotten to know him. He's an engaging personality. I'm sure we'll have some fun with him today. Yeah, especially all these mystery men where you don't really know a lot about these guys, really peeling behind the surface. And as you said, Devils fans, I mean, they already love this guy. Obviously, they see or they hear about the shot. They hear about the deadliness and the quickness of his shot and the power. And they're just they're salivating getting a chance to get this guy in the lineup and see what he can do as a winger for the Devils moving forward. But we did we did get a little taste, too, of uh, of his cooking likes and some of his other uh, <laughs> tastes, his uh, food tastes and some other things from that were, I thought were really fun and interesting. Yeah, absolutely. What a whirlwind it's been for him, though, since being drafted in the fall, then concluding his season in Sweden, coming over to North America, getting his taste of life on a regular basis on a smaller rink and all the changes that that entails. It's really been a whirlwind for him. And the one thing we all have to caution, which is I'm not, I'm not tempering my enthusiasm, but I think we saw this year on the parent side, on the big club, if you have some patience, success can start to bubble up to the surface, but you have to have patience. This kid's just a kid. Yeah. He's 19 years old or 18, 19 years old, just drafted a year ago, and he's getting his first taste really of North American hockey right now. I know he's played in international tournaments, but now he's playing regularly against pro teams, against pro players. He's playing against men. I know he did a little bit of that, obviously, in the in the club over in Sweden, too, and Jerry Ardens. But, you know, it is going to take some time. There are going to be some growing pains, and we've seen some of these guys grow over years. We've seen, like, a Pavel Zaka take a step forward. We've seen Nico Heischer take step big steps forward. But it took them a couple of years to take those steps, so – I, as you're right, man, you do have to temper expectations, but when have the fans ever tempered expectations <laughs> for a player, especially a guy like this? It's what makes them fans, especially <laughs> with the qualities that he brings. You're absolutely right, Sam. And the fact of the matter is there'll be an opportunity when camp gets underway later on this season for the start of the 21-22 season. There'll be an opportunity if he can show the Devils won't be afraid to utilize him on the big club. So, yeah, there's a great opportunity for Alexander Holtz, who Folks, if you're expecting a hockey-only conversation, you've come to the wrong place. There'll be some hockey, but we're going to find out a lot more about Alexander Holtz on and off the ice as we welcome him to Speak of the Devils. Alexander Holtz, good to speak with you again. Uh, I wonder if you could tell us what this period of time has been like for you from the moment you've 
come to North America, getting used to professional hockey in North America, just overall what the last three, four weeks have been like for you. It's been fun. Uh, of course, uh, a good experience for me uh, coming here to you as by my own. Uh, yeah, like first time living by myself uh, is a huge step. So I learn a lot every day. Uh, of course, it can be tough sometimes, but yeah, it's a good experience for me. I learn a lot playing professional hockey here in North America. Uh, I think that's good to get yeah more comfortable with a game here in the US. So yeah, it's a fantastic experience I got there. What did you learn about living by yourself? Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, from yeah, cooking food all the time to yeah, washing your clothes and everything like that. And uh, yeah, it can be lonely sometimes. So yeah, you need to. I need to talk with friends a lot. So and I hang out with with the with the boys in the team too. So I like to be around like people and and uh, yeah, speak a lot. So yeah, it's actually a hard time sometimes when you're alone. I, I can understand that. I'm a people person too. And it's been very difficult with all the restrictions that have been placed on us. So cooking food, is that something you found out you need to learn a lot more about? Or are you a decent cook? No, i actually a decent cook. Uh, I've been cooking a lot uh, when I was back in Sweden too. Uh, that is one of my favorite hobbies. Uh, I watch a lot of TV shows about cooking. So I actually took an uh, Italian uh, cooking lesson once. So, uh, yeah, I think that's very funny and uh, nice to do your own dishes. <laughs> what, 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 what do you like to cook? What would be your favorite dish? I like to do pasta. Uh, of course, I love Italian food. But, uh, yeah, I would try to yeah be a little bit bigger and try steaks and chicken and so on uh, use the oven more and so on but yeah i'm most comfortable with pasta and those kind of things you have a favorite meal to eat not necessarily cook but to eat uh of course i love swedish meatballs uh, those are the <laughs> best <laughs> but yeah i love like i said italian food uh i've a dream for me is to go to italy and try the food there too so uh yeah pasta and those kind of things. But yeah, Swedish meatballs are the best. So where do you find a good Swedish meatball in uh, the New Jersey area? Have you been able to find a place? No, I haven't found anything yet. So I will be looking. I'm told you can get good Swedish meatballs at Ikea, which <laughs> seriously, they yeah, sell they're, them. They're good, but you can find better. I'm sure that, Well, I'm glad you said that because you're the expert. I'm not, but that's yeah. what I've been told. And I'm sure once things open up, You'll be able to find a place that's for sure. Uh, yeah, you know where you can indulge in your native cuisine. That's for sure. What is it about Swedish meatballs, though? Everybody from Sweden talks about it like that's what they miss the most. I don't know exactly. It's like a special dish, special dish that like are almost just in Sweden that we have. So I think it's maybe from that and that it's called Swedish meatball. It's a, a little <laughs> bit of a tradition too. So yeah, I think it's because of that. You make, can you make Swedish meatballs? Have you tried the... Yeah, the I actually it? did it uh, when I was home and it was actually really good. So maybe I will make my own here. We will see. <laughs> so there you go. There you got something on the docket then they will try exactly. working on. Exactly. <laughs> what Are they served at a certain holiday or is that an, an everyday dish or... No, it's a, like an everyday dish. You can have it like the whole year. So you can have it, yeah, most of the time. Maybe so not. For, maybe not for breakfast, but <laughs> <laughs> why not? Breakfast anytime. 
Um, By the way, I'm sorry, I've just got to interrupt here, Sam, and I apologize, but our producer, Blaine Sayers, has just sent this note. It's the lingonberry sauce, the gravy, and the pickled cucumbers that make them good. Is that true? Yeah, they're actually really good. I didn't even hear lingonberry sauce. (laughs) See, you learn so much on the show, all of us. Exactly. Yeah, you're right, Manny. Well, you mentioned uh, watching some cooking shows. What, what are some cooking shows that you like to watch? You have a favorite? Uh, like Swedish MasterChef. I uh, watch Australian MasterChef sometimes too. Uh, but yeah, Swedish youngest MasterChef and so on. So yeah, most of the time those kind of series. You like the, the drama and the competition part of it? The aspects? Yeah, I like, I like when you have a competition in it too. So that is fun to watch. Are you are you also sitting at home taking notes with your pen and a pad? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm not doing that. But maybe you can take some of the dishes from there and try by yourself. So, yeah, but it's fun to watch. And you always have been. You said you're alone a lot, especially if you originally came over and you were in quarantine for a while. What were you watching then? What, what was your binge? What did you do to pass the time? Uh, what were some programs you like to indulge? No, I had a lot of FaceTime calls, like back home to my family and friends. Uh, then I tried to watch, um, yeah, TV shows and so on. But I'm not that kind of a guy that watch a lot of TV. So quarantine is a hard time for me. But yeah, it was nice that I get out fast. And what has it been like around the guys? Like, how, who who are some guys that you really hit, hit it off with, become really good friends with, or connected with right away in that room? Uh, Fabian Sarlin, of course, another Swede on our team. Uh, it's easy to speak your own language. You can get like, yeah. You know, of course, you know your language, your own language the most. So it's easier to speak that kind of way. But yeah, um, Farmer Sellen, uh, Jill Sen too, we're going into the rink all the time. So yeah, there'll be two perfect bodies for me here. And uh, it's nice to have them here. And recently you scored your first career goal, first career pro goal. Uh, what was that moment like for you? And, and how uh, excited were you to be able to get that off the uh, bucket list? That's always nice to score goals, and uh, it was a nice one too. So my first, yeah, professional North American goal uh, was, yeah, perfect, great moment, of course. So, yeah. I know it's only been a couple of games, but how has the adaption been? Particularly, I know we talked prior when you first came over about the ice surface being smaller, and you said you liked it because with your quick release, you're always in a dangerous scoring area. How has the adjustment been to the smaller surface, and do you still like it, as you said before? Yeah, I like it a lot, but uh, of course I need to modern my game a lot more about this. Uh, it's getting faster. Uh, need to be quicker all the time. So, uh, yeah, I think you're getting more comfortable with every game you play. So, yeah, we just keep on going, playing games, getting more comfortable all the time, and everything will go as as it goes. When you say quicker, is it just getting your shot off quicker? Like, what have you learned about the smaller rink and play in North America? Uh, about having to be faster, quicker, and, and and what, you know, is that getting into a position? Is that getting the shot off? What does that mean exactly? It's everything that needs to be quicker. Like every time you have the puck, uh, you have a guy on you all the time. So, yeah, try my. I want my first steps to be quicker so I can get my more space for myself. Uh, everything, my passing, like try to have a guy to come to me so I can, yeah, get another guy time. So. Yeah, it's every, everything you learn from each game, and I will take it with me, and I think it's a good experience for me to come here in the end of the season. 
two more games to be played as we record this. And then once the AHL season ends for you, what do you plan to do? What is the future, the immediate future hold for Alexander Holtz? Uh, like it is right now, I will stay here for a couple of weeks, uh, train here with the staff, and uh, then I'm going back to back to Sweden. Uh, I will train there by my with my physical physical coach in Sweden, and uh, coming coming back here uh, maybe in the summer, and being ready as I can be for the camps. And my goal is to make a spot to uh, New Jersey Devils team next season. What will you work on physically? What What do you do? You just want to add some more weight, to strength, etc. Of course, I work on everything, but uh, I'll work on my quickness the most. I think, uh, yeah, be quicker on the ice. Uh, that is my main goal. But yeah, be smoother too in every muscle, every muscle group. So it's a lot of games here in North America. Uh, you need to, your body need to be, recover a lot. So yeah, being able to fix those kind of things and come here as ready as I can be. When you say go back, you, you said you were born and raised in Stockholm. Is that where you'll go back to when you go back for the summer? Yeah, I will go back to Stockholm. So that would be nice. And we kind of chatted before we started recording, but I feel like most of the players that tell you that are from Sweden that say they're from Stockholm are really 30 minutes or 45 minutes outside of the city. You actually grew up 15 from central Stockholm. What was that like? And what's Stockholm as a city for our listeners that have never been? It's hard to describe for me, but uh, yeah, it's always, yeah, like Stockholm has always been my home. And uh, it's a nice city, of course. Uh, they have everything. When I when I grew up, uh, I grew up like yeah, like you said, 50 minutes from like central Stockholm. So it was not close to go to yeah the main street and so on. So, but like where I lived, uh, we had everything. Uh, I played soccer when I was younger uh, growing up, and yeah, we had an outdoor rink too, like five minutes where I lived. So I was there a lot. Uh, played in lines with my bodies too on the streets. So it was a fantastic time growing up there. What did you do when you were younger? What other sports did you play? You said soccer and... I played a lot, actually. Uh, I played soccer, hockey, of course, uh, tennis, tried basketball, maybe had a, maybe didn't have the height for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tried floorball. Um, of course, I play a lot of golf in the summers. So, yeah, those kind of sports I tried out when I was younger. I know there's a huge time difference, obviously, with NHL games when you're in Sweden, but did you watch any, did you have any players from Sweden that you really loved growing up, idolized that you watched or could catch some games uh, in North America? Uh, when I grew up, I watched a lot of like NHL tonight. Uh, it's easier because it's in the morning in Sweden, but yeah, like Swedish watch, I watched when I growing up was of course, Matt Sundin. Uh, I watch him a lot. He's from Garden too. He played one season in my, yeah, my local club, Nakia, too. So it's fun to watch him. Uh, watch Ibaniad for the last couple of years a lot. Uh, fantastic player. And then I, of course, watch David Pasternak, Alexander Vechkin, to mention other players, too. And yeah, it's easy, easiest for me to watch a lot of varieties because you can try to model your game a lot after them. And yeah, try the digs that those, that those guys do. And yeah, so on. Well, that was literally leads into my next question, which was, is there a player that you tried to emulate or... I don't want to say steal their style, but maybe borrow from their style when you, in your own game. Yeah, I would say I would try to model my game a little bit after David Pasternak. Uh, I think he's a fantastic player out there. Uh, so, such a good shot, a good passer too. Always, always a threat uh, in the offensive zone, and yeah, he has fun out on the ice too. Uh, make a lot of digs. 
so I like to watch him. Uh, of course, when I was younger, I watched Ovechkin a lot. Uh, of course, he scores a lot of goals. So I think I almost watched every goal he scored in NHL, maybe. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of goals to be watching. That's for sure. One of the yeah, all-time is. great it goal is. scorers. But I love the the fact that you selected Pashtunak as well, because there are a lot of elements to his game that are just beautiful to watch. And that shot is incredible. He does some good commercials too. So maybe that's a part of your future too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. So did you get a chance, you know, you mentioned Jurgarden, which, uh, you know, is a famed club in, in Sweden. Did you get to meet Zabinajad, who I know is a Jurgarden alumnus, you know, when he would go back over the summer, did you get a chance to meet him at all? Yeah, uh, I met him before I played uh, World Juniors this year. Uh, we actually played paddle together. It's a sport that's growing a lot in Sweden right now. So, yeah, I met him there. Uh, such a good guy. Uh, so, yeah, it was nice to meet him. He's a role model for me, of course. And um, every time I think about him, I think about the goal he scored in World Juniors over time. Uh, so, yeah, he's an incredible player. <laughs> Can you grow your hair as long as he's grown his hair? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. We will see in a couple of years. <laughs> exactly. You're going to have to put a couple of years on that for sure. So what is paddle? It's like, it's hard to describe, but it's, I would say it's like you play tennis, but you play in a box full of glasses. So like... If it bounces and hit the glass, you can hit it again. So it's like a little bit of, yeah, you have an extra chance if you miss the ball and so on. Yes, yeah, so, uh, there, there's paddle ball in this country as well. It sounds very similar. Just, uh, yeah, there's glass in the back on some of the paddle courts here in America. But as I recall, it's mostly walls. But hey, I'm not an expert, obviously. But yeah, it sounds similar to a game that's played here as well. Yeah. Are you Maybe good? Yeah. Yeah. Are you good? Yeah, a paddle. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty good actually. Uh, maybe it's not as good as Ibaniad. He's actually really good. But Is he? Did you yeah, beat him? he's really good. But uh, yeah, I will try to be better. Did you, did you get at least get the best of him a couple times in the uh, in the game? What? What do you say? Did you at least beat him a few times in your game? No, I actually didn't. Uh, <laughs> he was <laughs> too good. Shut yeah. up. He shut you up. <laughs> So when you go back home uh, to Stockholm, besides working out and getting to see your family and friends again, you know, what will you do to pass the time in a beautiful city, one of the, one of the great cities in Europe and in the world? Um, I don't know, actually. We will see. Uh, do you first. fish? Do you golf? Do you like to travel a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I love to travel and I love to golf too. Maybe I'll go to vacation on Spain or something. Uh, play some golf there with some friends. Uh, maybe go there with my family. Uh, take some week off. And uh, then, of course, you can get him back, getting back to practice, uh, working out. And yeah, play golf in Sweden, of course, too. We have some good courses there too. And yeah, hanging out with some bodies. I don't know if you're much of a hiker, but have you hit any of the beautiful spots and whether it's Norway, Finland, Sweden, have you gone any of those big hiking trails? No, I haven't actually. Maybe I will in the future. Go to Trolltunga in Norway. Yeah. You'll love it. <laughs> One of the things we have found, uh, Alexander, on this podcast is that Sam is a world traveler. He's been to 30 countries and spent a year, Sam? A year in Europe? Here in Germany, yeah. Here in Germany. And then then went to various parts of Europe from there? Yep, basically. Shout out. Yeah, so I've been to Stockholm, one of my favorites, actually. There was a boat. The place I stayed, the hostel, was a boat on the, the river. What's the, I, don't, I can't remember the name of the main river there in, in Stockholm. What is it called? 
I don't know. Actually, I'm bad. At that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. It's it's whenever the main river is there, there was a, a boat that had just some beds that you could you stay in. So I stayed there, and then we did a bunch of hiking through Norway and, and Finland as well. And some of the places were just you know unbelievable. Yeah, that's cool. You can imagine the fjords, fjords everywhere. Driving yeah. around, having to stop as sheep walk through the street. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Well, also, I mean, Stockholm, by the way, is a city that's, there's a lot of water, a lot of islands and what have you. So whatever the main river might be, ah, well, that's what they have Google for, right? I'll Google it. I'll Google it. We'll we'll just, we'll Google it. By the way, there's a Stockholm in New Jersey, you should know, Alexander, as well, in the northwestern part of the state. It is not near a lot of water and it's not as big as Stockholm, Sweden, but there is a Stockholm (laughs) Uh, in New Jersey. So just just so you should know. And it was named after Stockholm uh, in Sweden. So I'm guessing there were a bunch of Swedish settlers who came back in the day to America and they named it after their uh, their hometown. So there we got it. I got it, Matty. Soderstrom. Okay. Soderstrom River. Does that sound right, Alexander? Soderstrom? I don't know. That's I what should. Google had to say. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Maybe. Anyways, we'll, we'll, right. we'll take it for it is. Fair, fair, fair enough. All right. So uh, we'll kind of wrap things up here. We, I'm sure when you sat down, you didn't think we'd be touching upon some of the subjects that we did. You thought it was just going to be hockey. And the one thing we like to do is bring out other things on this podcast, get to know who our guests are. So we kind of surprised you a little bit, didn't we? Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> so I'd like to have some fun. Last one from me. Uh, if you don't like to watch a lot of television. I'm assuming you don't do a lot of binge watching. Sounds like you like to get outside. When you're outside, though, what's on your playlist? What's what's your music favorites? Like, what do you say? Listen to music? Yeah. So when who who's on your playlist? What <laughs> singers or bands yeah. do you like? Uh, I listen to a lot, actually. A lot of different things. I don't have any favorite, like, singer or something like that. But a lot of Swedish stuff, of course. Uh, I love the Swedish songs and everything about it. So, yeah, a lot of Swedish stuff. Well, that works for me. And uh, someday you can share with us some of the names of those those artists as well. I will. You mentioned mentioned, uh, wanting to get to Italy. Uh, what are some other dream spots you'd like to get to on maybe in your future looking ahead? Yeah, Italy. Uh, I want to go to Paris sometime, of course. Uh, Barcelona. Uh, I like to watch soccer, so maybe watch the soccer game in Barcelona. I heard it's incredible. Uh, go to London, uh, watch some soccer there too. Uh, yeah, those kind of cities. Maybe, yeah, Germany too. And yeah, like maybe when your career is ending, uh, a long after a long time you maybe want to go and travel some yeah some countries and cities so yeah we will see in the future you haven't gotten around to europe at all i mean with the proximity of sweden you're not not much of a jet setter i say i have been to a lot of countries in europe uh like for playing hockey uh mm-hmm. slovakia czech latvia but yeah for vacation i've been to spain mostly portugal once so, yeah, some of those. Do you have a favorite spot that you've been to? Uh, I was uh, at Spain in Marbella once, and that was so nice. So I like that spot. That's Sounds nice. nice. I'll put that on my list. I'll have to spend more time in Europe. I've been there, been to a few countries, but not 30 like uh, like Sam has and around the world and not some of the countries that you've mentioned. Well, Alexander, thank you very much for your time. Looking forward to seeing you actually being able to 
see you as opposed to on Zoom uh, when the camp gets underway next year and the new season gets underway. Uh, it's good to have you on board and thanks for your time today. Thank you so much. All right. Be, better. be well. Congrats on the new house, honey. What's this? Carbon monoxide detectors? Yeah, put one on every level. Because you can't see or smell carbon monoxide. And when fuel-burning appliances aren't working right, CO can build up and be deadly. Guys, I'm on it. We just want to know you're safe. At PSENG, we're committed to your family's safety. Know how to prevent carbon monoxide poisoning. If your CO detector goes off, leave immediately. Then call 911. Protect the ones you love. Learn more at PSEG.com slash gas safety. I know he didn't expect us to talk about his cooking, <laughs> his travel, and all of those things. But, boy, what a great personality. That came through. He's got a wonderful personality to match his on-ice skill, on skills. Especially, I think, some of those European guys that don't have the language down yet, English as, as well as some of the other ones, like, as they get more comfortable in the language, and as he will over time, getting comfortable in the language, getting comfortable in this culture, I think you're going to really see that personality emerge. You're right. We got a little peek of it there with his his taste and even even going down to the old stereotypical the Swedish meatballs that he loves and uh, I I can't I can't judge I'll be honest I've never had Ikea meatballs I, I, so I don't know <laughs> where they rank as far as uh, as far as you know actual Swedish meatballs in Sweden but you know interesting to hear uh, his take on that and his love of cooking and uh, hopefully and he says he makes a mean Swedish meatball maybe one day we'll do a devil's cooking because we've got a, we've talked to a couple guys that like to cook so maybe he's singing thaw or we can get a couple guys and have a cook-off i think it'd be a great devil's tv uh, uh program that would be fantastic they have a lot of different interests and different cuisines and listen these guys are more than just hockey players and we get a chance to find out more about their personalities and their likes and in some cases their dislikes on speak of the devils well sam once again the the time flew by uh, thanks for your time enjoy the rest of your week you too as well, Manny. Enjoy the time and, off. And you that'll Yeah, well, exactly. We're all trying <laughs> to squeeze it in here and there. But you know what? The offseason will be short once again. So we'll take a little bit of a respite, although we'll keep working. It won't be as busy. And then uh, we'll jump in. I mean, let's face it. We're not that far away from the expansion draft. We're not that far away from the lottery. We're not that far away from the overall draft. So uh, it's going to be a fast summer. Can't wait. Yeah, blinking. It'll be here every year. I swear it's every year like that. And you think you got a couple months off and then – Oh, next week's the draft. Next week's the expansion draft. But obviously, we, we love this sport for a reason. And uh, can't wait to keep uh, keep chugging along here and get things going in the offseason. Without a doubt. And on that note, we'll wrap things up. Special thanks to our producer, Blaine Sayers. For Sam Kassan, I'm Matt Lachlan. Thank you very much for your company. We truly do appreciate your spending time with us on Devils Hockey and particularly here on Speak of the Devils, our weekly podcast. Brought to you by our good friends at RWJ Barnabas Health, the official health care provider of the New Jersey Devils. Until next time, I'm Matt Lachlan. Be safe, be well. We'll see you soon. 